Warning, Tongue and Geek contains heavy spoilers. If you haven't read, watched, or played the content being reviewed this episode, know that we will definitely spoil major plot points. Also, this show isn't for kids. We use words like and and it would take too much time and effort to edit them all out. Please don't tell our moms. Listeners, as Isaac uh, likes to call you, welcome to the second episode in 2022's Tongue and Freak. I hate to say it, but I think I might have gone a little bit too far this time. Um, I kind of left Isaac speechless with tonight's film. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of knew it would... Well, I had two ideas of, of what would happen. He would either yell at me in anger as the credits rolled or be speechless, and uh, he chose the speechless route. Um <laughs> We are talking about Peter Jackson's splatter classic from 1991, Brain Dead, as it's known in native New Zealand or uh, over here in the States, Dead Alive. Where to start with Dead Alive? It yeah! Where to start with Dead Alive? <laughs> it has the reputation of being the quote-unquote bloodiest slash goriest movie ever made uh -huh. I, I don't know how to scientifically quantify that i think but it's I, I think it's based on the amount of film of i looked blood. up some trivia yeah I, based on the amount of film like fake blood they used there was 300 liters of fake blood used in the final scene alone <laughs> which is 80 gallons uh it's converted just, just insane amount that's a lot of goddamn blood yeah <laughs> A little bit of trivia for those not in the know. Um, before Peter Jackson uh, defined a generation with his beloved masterwork of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he made low-budget uh, splatter films in uh, New Zealand. Completely different vibe than what you would expect from somebody who made the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you told me this was a Peter Jackson film, I was like, oh? <laughs> How? Yeah, it's... it's it's one of the weirdest filmmaking trajectories in mainstream movies I can think of. I'm just wondering who, what filmmaker saw this in his like catalog and was like, "Yeah, let's let's give this guy like the biggest fantasy franchise of all time. Let's <laughs> let this guy jumpstart the fran the fantasy <laughs> genre for film." To be fair, it's not like he went directly from Dead Alive to Lord of the Rings. No. He had movies in between that became slightly more accessible as he as he went on <laughs> and we're we're talking the late 90s here when um the lord of the rings was being prepped mm -hmm. and that was a completely different period in hollywood than we have today so people were more willing to you know risk that kind of shit back then which they don't quite today but <laughs> fucking dead alive it's been a long time since i've seen it um it's one of those movies that has a vhs cover that and Horror fans of a certain age, uh, Gen Xers and Millennials, they have those movies that they know that they see the box art 
in the video store and like it kind of leaves an imprint in their mind like oh that looks like something it's got that the, like that, uh, the little skeleton inside of a mouth, right? Is yeah, that's that just like this lady's mouth, and she's pulling her mouth open, and there's a skeleton inside. I had always, always, always seen that box art. Which has has nothing to do with the film. That imagery never appears. Well, kind of, if you consider the baby ripping the woman's face open I guess. to show its face. Yeah. Kind of visually reminiscent. It was one of those VHSs for me, like, what is that about? Uh, finally being able to see it in my teens, just like, the goriest movie ever made. So, of course, that's something that every horror fan has to see. And uh, I loved it, and I loved it ever since. And sharing <laughs> something as ridiculous as Dead Alive uh, with my best buddy, who yeah. is still such a bean. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's another instance of watching something through the eyes of somebody else and seeing it for the first time. It, it's funny, because I want to talk about my reaction to this. I laughed a lot at this movie, because it is very funny and very over-the-top and insane. But there was literally a moment in the finale when he's like got them lawnmower and he's just going through tons of zombies and blood and limbs are going everywhere where I just went quiet for a moment. And I was like, Tyler, this is a bit much, (laughs) (laughs) which I predicted. I'm like, I was I was thinking before we watched it. What would be the point where Isaac would just sit back and be like, Tyler, come on, why are you making me watch this? And I'm like, it's probably going to be the lawnmower bit. And I was right on the money. Like, there was a um, period early on where I was, like, kind of cringing. And then there was a short, like, a period maybe for a good 30, 45 minutes of the film where I was kind of vibing with it. Where I was like, yeah, okay, this is super gory. But it's also, like, cartoonishly so to the point where I'm just laughing at it because it's so silly. And then it kept going and I was like, <laughs> it, it, it I, I came, going. I came full circle back to the cringe and I was like, well, okay, <laughs> this is where we're at. What's, what's hilarious is that the, the BBFC, the British board of the British something film commission, can't remember the specific title. They love the movie. Uh-huh. And which, if you know anything about like horror and ex- and exploitation and the British around that time, like the fact that they like liked the movie and they weren't even going to give it its its highest like adult rating, they were going to get it uh, give it a certificate of fifteen, which is kind of sort of your PG thirteen in America. I might be a little off, which on that. is absolutely absurd. Absurd, but <laughs> but they changed their mind because. The sheer quantity of gore just, like, didn't make sense for them to give it the certificate. You see people's whole rib cages get pulled out of their chests. There's a living pile of organs and intestines (laughs) that just moves around and chases a guy for a good 20, 25 minutes in this film. (laughs) There's no way it needs anything less than an R. You picked up on it, though. It's, it's, It's a cartoon. It's Looney Tunes. It's over the top. It's... It's gore that's so ridiculous and so silly. It's it's not meant to scare and disturb so much as it's just to make you like gawk at it and be like, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. Well, it goes back and, and that's forth. The re- it goes back and, and that's the reaction a lot of people have with it. Yeah. Um. It goes back and like, forth between being absurd to the point of being funny and then absurd to the point of just being flat out gross. Because it's like, 
We it pushes so so hard all the time. It's it's at eleven in the start and it's at a good twenty one by the end. And like uh, there were points where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm vibing with this. It's so ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. It it just kept going <laughs> and going and getting harder and harder on it. I'm like, oh my fucking god, Jesus. Stop! <laughs> this isn't funny anymore. It's just gross. <laughs> and that's when the film is most alive, is in that last half hour where it's just an onslaught of the most ridiculous gore gags that Peter Jackson and his team can come up with. Yeah. Because... From the from the horror experienced, which is I, of course, none of the over-the-top stuff is what grosses me out. The only stuff that grosses me out in this movie is, like, the little things. Like, the pus going into the custard. Or, or the asshole uncle pulling the teeth from the what that one zombie's mouth. Like, mm. the, it's the little kind of realistic things in the movie that make me go, ugh. But, like, when it's something as outlandish as a, a pile of guts becoming sentient and, and <laughs> chasing a protagonist through the house, like, I can't, like, that's, it's just, it's so absurd that it transcends just being gross. Same with the, the, the lawnmower massacre where it's just, it's a, I don't know how, I haven't timed it, but it's a good two, three straight minutes of him making just goo out of a horde of zombies with his lawnmower. There's something about guts in particular, organs and stuff, that grosses me out. Like, I can see as much blood as you want to put in there, and I can see as many severed limbs as you want to put in there, but, like, once you start introducing, like, actual organs and whatnot, I'm automatically like, no, I'm done. This is this is too much. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, because there's a lot of organs yeah, in there this is. one. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, I guess a quick story recap, because we don't really need to go in-depth on the plot here. Because Peter Jackson is absolutely obsessed with King Kong. He remade it. Um, takes, <laughs> the beginning starts on Skull Island, where a zoo manager man is trying to take the dangerous Sumatran, Sumatran rat monkey to the zoo. <laughs> and he's trying to take it off Skull Island. And they're warning him, like, dangerous. No, don't do it. Um, he gets bit. He's infected. The indigenous islanders... Um, are like, well, you got the bite, and so they, they fucking the, murder it's him. One, it's one of the first. It's one of the first really funny gags in the movie where they keep noticing the scratches and bites on different parts of his bodies, and they just keep lopping them off. Yeah, they see first one on his arm, hand. chop off that arm. They see it on the other arm, chop off that arm. See how one on his head, fucking Uh-oh. axe him it's in the brain. Head. He's dead. <laughs> And that right there just kind of clues you in. Sets the tone for the whole um, film. Also, the fact that he pulls out a fucking submachine gun on the natives. (laughs) And he's like, I'm a goddamn zoo manager. And he just starts firing (laughs) on these Skull Islanders. (laughs) They bring it to the zoo and our protagonist, Lionel, who is in a very, very bad toxic relationship with his mother. Um, He's just completely whipped wet blanket wrapped around her finger does whatever she wants the one of the uh local girls um becomes infatuated with lionel because of a tarot reading they're on a date at the zoo the rat monkey attacks the mother who is spying on them because she's jealous gets bitten she starts slowly turning into a zombie and infecting everybody around her while lionel desperately tries to keep it under wraps and keep the situation under control until eventually it explodes into the orgy of violence that is the last half 
star of the movie at a party that his shitty asshole uncle is throwing because he's trying to take the inheritance that was left to Lionel by his mother. I want to talk and early. The- I want to talk about that tarot thing early on, and this is probably going to go into a, a a discussion about the character work in here. But like Paquita, who's the love interest in this film, she starts off the first time we see her. She's got like this crush on, I guess, a delivery guy uh, for her family store. <laughs> yeah, his name's Robert or Roger or something like that. He's just a delivery guy. Nothing special about him. Uh, she asks her grandmother for a tarot reading, which seems sort of strange in and of itself because I actually looked up what tarot deck they're using, and the one they're using is like... Alistair Crowley's Yeah, It's the Crowley's, deck. which is like from like 10, 15 years before this film's setting takes place. So it's not like, oh, this ancient mysticism. It's like, no, you picked one that was from like the 1940s in a film set in the 1950s. It's basically a set of playing cards. The grandmother says, oh, you're going to meet a man and he's going to be a knight. And Paquita looks at the card and she's like, that doesn't look like Roger. And her grandmother's like, that's because it isn't. And suddenly <laughs> she just immediately falls in love with our protagonist Lionel because his fucking pencils and shit that he knocks over falls in the shape of a star <laughs> when she's it's just Paquita is so so like immediately like I give up on my current romantic interest because the tarot card said I'm gonna fuck Lionel I am all a thousand percent about what the tarot says me and Lionel gonna bang because they said it <laughs> because the entire tone of the movie is completely cartoonish and outlandish, mm-hmm. the character work is very, very broad, and it's not meant to be taken all that seriously, if seriously at all. Mm-hmm. It's all very, like, she wants to be in love, she wants to find love. She's horny! Paquita is... She and Lionel are drink bad. The facial expressions these actors do in this film is so goddamn horny. Like early on, there's a scene where Paquita comes to his house just out of nowhere. I guess she's doing delivery or something. And she's like, we're going to go to the zoo. Yes. And she's like biting her lip, head tilted, looking at him. And he's just like, oh, oh, yeah, let's do the zoo. Like there's so much like we go bang like right now. It's just it's just Peter Jackson having a goof. He wanted he wanted to make a goofy, funny, incredibly violent horror movie and that's what he did it is everything is everything is over the top not just the violence the, mm-hmm. the facial expressions as you mentioned there's a lot of close-ups of just over the top like god the camera looks work. of longing or confusion <laughs> or anger or and the uh, camera work is very energetic it's so shaky and it gets right up in their faces it's so like look at it look at it it's so important <laughs> <laughs> like i said to you when we were watching it it's like if you watch this and pay attention to how it's made, you can see them, some of those techniques in the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the sort of off-kilter camera angles and the, the ambitious sort of like dollies and zooms and, and stuff like that. And especially everything that happens with like the orcs and the supernatural creatures. Mm-hmm. It's a very well-made movie. It's obviously made on a low budget. But there's a hell of a lot of ambition behind it and a lot of creativity behind the camera. Um, it's just that Peter Jackson saw the film and he's like, I need more ham. I need need more ham. <laughs> Put more ham on this damn film sandwich. 
<laughs> I also give love. Me the, give me all the ham you have in New Zealand, <laughs> and get put put it in my movie. I also. I don't know. <laughs> You don't know. New Zealand accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to every New Zealander who might be listening. <laughs> I won't do that again. <laughs> Close. Uh, I also just love how the tarot reading, the grandmother is so goddamn literal about the star. Like she pulls like the star card and she's like, watch for the symbol of the star. It, it doesn't have any symbolic meaning. It's literally just here is an amulet shaped like a star. It's going to help you throughout this film in random points. It has no symbolic yeah, it's weight. Like the, it's kind of like the most basic, weirdest, like, MacGuffin object you can think of. It doesn't have any symbology to it. It's just a star amulet, and it's only there because there was a tarot reading. <laughs> and, it's, and it's only important because they were told it's important. So, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's a, it's a thing that they have to use in the movie to, to win which they do it comes in handy yeah he uses it to stab <laughs> a bunch of things and cut his way out of well we're getting ahead of ourselves uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves um, um the fucking rat monkey <laughs> this imagine rat monkey rendered in beautiful stop motion of course yes <laughs> i just love how much of a fucking idiot everybody in this film is like this like there was a point where i realized Oh, this is the Looney Tunes world where everyone's an idiot. Um, yeah, we are like, oh, it's one of those movies. Yeah, because the rat monkey, which is super violent, super exotic, and like, uh, it's put in an exhibit directly next to all these other monkeys to the point where it Regular can- monkeys. Yeah, where it can reach through its cage, kill one, and then drag its body over, rip its arm off, and start eating it. And also reach out of its cage and, like, attack the guests who are nearby. Whoever set up this zoo- did not give a fuck about safety when they put these two animals next to each other. I mean, you can kind of see it as a commentary on, you know, just the fucking goddamn colonizers always taking what they shouldn't take. Uh, wreaking havoc. The wreaking havoc. The There's fucking lore. Kind of the fucking lore on this thing, too. A zookeeper comes up and explains, Oh, this is a Sumatran rat monkey. It was made. It came over when rats on the slave ships, when a bunch of rats fucked a bunch of monkeys, raped the monkeys and made babies. And it's like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> definitely one of the more random what asides. What the fuck? I, I don't know if that's supposed to be the actual lore or just the guy talking shit. And for some but, reason, um... it makes zombies when it bites somebody. <laughs> it's never explained why or how. It's just here's this weird, creepy rat monkey that makes I people into zombies. I wish I understood the relationship between the crown and New Zealand, because, of course, it was another land that they colonized. Uh-huh. And there's got to be a reason f for that. And there's got to be a reason that it takes place in the 50s. Because, like, I, I feel like there's there's some kind of purpose behind that. But um, I don't know what it is specifically. And it might have just been um, a callback to 50s monster films. Yeah, that too. That too. Um, fucking colonizers. <laughs> fucking colonizers. There's parts in this movie where I'm wondering if the movie itself is doing some racist shit. Or if it's making fun of racists and it's kind of in the middle. I can't really tell. Like, the way that they make Paquita, who's, like, Hispanic or something, her whole family is into this weird mysticism stuff. I can't tell if that's... I wouldn't even call it mysticism, because it's all tarot shit. And, like, I know people who are into that tarot stuff. Tarot is explicitly mysticism! 
Yeah, but I wouldn't call that, you know, I wouldn't say that leans into, into racism, you know, just because it's... I think you're um, looking at it at a modern lens. I think there's definitely a history where people would look at this sort of mysticism of like, oh, it's strange and supernatural, and they tied it to foreign non-white entities. Sort of like how in Gremlins, yeah. you get all the mysticism around the Mogwai and whatnot. It's like, oh, those Easterners with their strange creatures and magics. It's like, yeah, there's some problems there. Yes, that's true. But in the context of this movie, the mysticism is the, is the only thing that saves the day and, and, and helps them out. There are times when Paquita is um, slurred at and made fun of by Lionel's mother, the uncle, for being foreign. And, of course, that's not portrayed in a positive light. Of course, yeah. The, the, the mother and the uncle are best. the human villains of yeah. the story. Um, the movie tells you explicitly how much it hates the uncle character because he's disgusting. He's an attempted rapist and he gets kicked in the balls five separate times <laughs> in the finale just to hammer home how much of a piece of shit he is. So I th you could just chalk it up to just, you know, just off color humor. Yeah. I think really. Yeah. Um, but as far as, um, I wanted, to, I, I wanted to get into the, the narrative structure. The first time I watched this movie, with the knowledge in my mind that it's considered the goriest movie ever made, I was really enjoying it, my first viewing. And of course, there's there's gore and grossness throughout. But I'm like, yeah, this is gory. And yeah, this is gross. But like, goriest movie ever? I'm not seeing it. And then the party scene happens. Mm -hmm. Where, if you're not prepared for it, like my buddy Isaac here, it kind of blindsides <laughs> <laughs> Be, uh, but like this is when the craft of the movie really shows itself because there there are so many gags and and so much just creativity in how we're going to mutilate a zombie what we're going to do with body parts and, <laughs> and everything like that it's just like you can't help but be like, this is genius <laughs> because it is genius. Just the, the planning and the execution that went behind capturing all this in camera because there's no CGI or anything. This is all Practical rubber effects, and latex yeah. and, and blood and forced perspective and camera tricks. And it's just like it's a sight to behold. I, I just I'm gleeful at everything that they accomplish in this movie, <laughs> because no matter how many times I see it, I always forget just how much it throws at you. The, the whole time watching it with you, I was just like, oh, my God, I forgot about this part. Oh, my God, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like when um, what's the part I'm thinking of when um, one of the girls at the party gets backhanded to one of the zombies gets backhanded into the light bulb and it jams and yeah i was just thinking that. lighting up i'm like oh i forgot about that part i love that part what a great visual when there's the guy who uncle, gets his face cut in half where like his lower jaw is missing jaw. and his top half is yeah. just sitting there on the floor and it keeps getting kicked around the room during like the big finale <laughs> as, as the, the camera follows it as it's like a hockey puck yeah <laughs> through the room there's just so much happening mm -hmm. the entire time and it's like holy crap and like no wonder he landed the lord of the rings job because look at look at the take out the the nasty violence of it and just look at the craft behind it it's nuts it's insane like it's uh mm, cinema cinema <laughs> uh. 
and just the overall outlandish comedic asides the film takes because there's always just some crazy shit happening like it never slows down yeah and it escalates so quickly like oh my god like the moment that the priest character comes out i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna say okay (laughs) so like the mother who's been she got bit by the rat she gets turned into a zombie and lyle tries to cover up for a while but then everybody thinks she's dead after lionel like pumps her full of sedatives and like they're at the fucking funeral lionel's going into the fucking mortuary to just check to make sure oh is she actually dead and he finds out that they left her there with this big weird embalming machine (laughs) like they forgot to turn it off and she still hooked up and she just explodes into embalming fluid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> even that doesn't kill her as she breaks out later in the middle of the funeral and yet everybody still seems to think she's dead for some reason they bury her well, because he had the um he had the poison he's been getting from the the nazi veterinarian <laughs> supplying him with poisons they bury her and then there's a whole scene in the graveyard where lionel's like i have to make sure she's gone and a bunch of these, like, teen punks show up and start beating him up and start pissing on the grave. She comes out of the grave and, you know, turns a bunch of them into zombies. And this priest who was there who did the service, who's been just kind of a jackass priest, who's like, oh, I'm fed up with this, but it's my job. I have to do all this. He sees these zombies and he's like, time to kick ass for the Lord. And he just starts <laughs> kung fu kicking the shit out of these zombies out of nowhere. Just fucking karate chop action, just jumping through the air, beating the f- fuck out of these things they can't land a finger on him <laughs> and then he accidentally he literally, he literally kicks their limbs off with the force of his does, and he don't give two shits and the only reason he gets turned is because he kicks one of their heads off so hard it flies up into the air lands back down on him and bites him <laughs> like, like <laughs> this guy almost I, ended the movie early and i was like what the <laughs> fuck where'd he come from I knew if the movie was going to win you over in any way, it would be during the I kick ass for the Lord scene. Because it just... There is no... There's no lead up to it. There's no hints that this guy's like a kung fu action hero before this scene. He just pops in. And those are the kind of curveballs that just make the movie so endlessly entertaining to me mm. because you think oh okay the the mom's a zombie she's turning people into the zombie that's gonna be what it is the whole time and then i kick ass for the lord kung fu priest and then um oh okay he's got a bunch of zombies at the dinner table that he's trying to make act normal oh my god lionel's broken <laughs> lionel as a character is out of his fucking my he's trying so hard to pretend that everything's okay after his mother comes back from the dead and like half a dozen people have been turned into zombies he's just got them all tied up he's tranquilizing them he's feeding them and trying to keep them normal and meanwhile the priest zombie and a nurse zombie start fucking and make a zombie baby yes. it's like the what pr- the fuck is happening the first victim of the mother is a nurse oh god so He's got Mama Zombie, Nurse Zombie, newly made Priest Zombie, and one of the punk zombies that the priest didn't kick into pieces. And (laughs) I love how they made the priest the horny one, because it's just like a... That was celibacy, of course, so he's going to be horny in the afterlife. And they're just all like... And 
<laughs> then after the uncle comes in to kind of like threaten Lionel, he comes back and then the, the, the nurse and the priest are fucking. He's got them all strapped down in the basement later and the, the you see that the nurse is pregnant. You don't see her give birth, but the baby attacks Lionel in the basement. And then because he's Lionel and because he's a fucking idiot and <laughs> I guess because of his deep buried trauma that we'll get to. His whole thing, I guess, is just trying to make this insane situation tenable and, like, act like a normal family? Mm-hmm. And, like, a normal son to his zombie mother. A normal host to the zombies that his mother made. A, a normal father and or big brother to the zombie baby that which the he, gave birth Which to. he takes to the park in maybe <laughs> the best scene the park. in the film. Funniest fucking... I... <laughs> love good physical comedy i don't think there's a, a lot of respect for just physical comedy yeah and <laughs> he's he's seen as he's pushing around a, he's pushing around a baby carriage he's fucking flopping around down hills and stuff with it he loses it at one point goes flying <laughs> Like, he's trying to imitate this mother he sees, like, playing with her baby, and the, like, the zombie baby keeps biting him. He picks up the baby at one point, starts slamming it against the ground, against the swing set. it in the face. And all the while, everyone around him is watching and doing nothing. Nothing about it. They're just watching him. Hitting it against, like, a swing set. Oh, and you can God. tell it's just a doll, but that's what makes it even funnier. Yeah, he's <laughs> beating the shit out of this thing. That baby of, is so invulnerable, though. All the other zombies... It's the strongest zombie. All the other world. zombies fall apart at the slightest touch. That one in particular just does not give a shit. Yeah, there's no internal logic to the to the durability of the zombies because the the baby is basically superman you can't hurt it it's literally like um, baby's day out where it's just like walking around steel girders and stuff and it can't be killed <laughs> there's a part you kind of blink and miss it where lionel falls headfirst onto a zombie from the roof or the ceiling and like it the, the zombie he falls onto explodes <laughs> like a melon they're fragile, but at the same time, they kind of have to be super strong to tear people limb from limb. Yeah. Because, like, if they get your hands into your rib cage, they're pulling your, your rib cage out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. This if you're stuck on one side of a door while somebody's trying to help you through, they're they're tearing the flesh off of your legs. And what comes through yeah. is just bloody skeleton bones. The powers of um, these zombies, as well as the process of turning, is horribly inconsistent. But it's fine because this <laughs> film's so absurd. Lionel gets grabbed and thrown around so many times and should have been murdered and turned. But he just doesn't. The zombies don't necessarily have to like bite you to turn you if you get like any of their blood in your mouth or anything like that you can turn yeah that was established so, because that's how um one of the guys was turned was ingesting the um the pus and meanwhile lionel's oh. covered in this shit and he's just totally fine the whole time <laughs> like hell paquita kisses him while he's covered in blood <laughs> like twice and like she should have turned and the movie's just like fuck that they're the leads <laughs> God, I love this movie. <laughs> there's also a girl who's so absurd. There's a girl who's randomly important 
in the finale who Paquita's with for like the better part of the finale who I don't think she had a role prior to this party she, scene. She didn't. She's just somebody else. She's to, just to kind somebody of else and Paquita's trying to protect her and she gets bitten and it takes her like a good 30 minutes to transform into a zombie whereas everybody else turned instantly. Oh no, dead alive rules have no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> Fucking love when Lionel is trying to run from all the zombies and he's slipping on blood for literally <laughs> for literally 30 <laughs> seconds. He's just doing the Scooby Doo running in the air thing where he can't move. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, another one of my <laughs> All of my favorite sight gags are with that fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> the baby. I just love the dumb baby noises that make it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole time. And the baby's straight Lionel. out of like gremlins or something. It's got like that vibe to it. Lionel thinks he finally killed the zombies before the party starts with um this death poison. And of course he didn't. Yeah, and what the They're all fuck? buried in the dirt. And like as they're rising, like... The baby just like rockets out of the dirt. Just it's just a doll flying through the air. <laughs> poison on the back makes no sense either, because he poisons all of them, and then he's like crying about it. And then like at some point, he gets thrown into the basement, and the poison bottle rolls over. And on the back of the bottle, it says "animal stimulant," and it's like this is a bottle of poison. How is it a bottle of stimulant too? Well, a, a stimulant can also act as a poison, Isaac. I sure. But, like, who would design a poison that's specifically, like, we're going to get this thing's heart rate going so fast it dies of a heart attack? Because the the goal here is to make everything funny and absurd at the expense of narrative or plot line. Or logic, yeah. Just any kind of logic. <laughs> and when the intent is that clear and and that technically well done it works because when you know a filmmaker is is committed to a certain tone and a certain idea and a certain style he can do or they can do whatever the fuck they want because they have that vision already with something like dead alive you know all bets are off there's 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 no point in trying to to nitpick it because the movie scoffs at <laughs> your attempt at nitpicking because it's like, well, what are you watching here? Like, <laughs> you should know what you're in for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is dead alive, people. You know, it's it's not a it's not your average horror film experience. Sure isn't. <laughs> I also think the score is very good. Um, I should have down who did the score, but I really love the music. And honestly, like, as pathetic and dumb as Lyle is, I like Lionel is. I like the guy. I feel bad for the guy. I want him to succeed. <laughs> oh, God, Lionel. I don't... <laughs> Paquita should have just hung out with Robert or Roger or whatever the fuck his name was. Well, you, you think that because Paquita's my favorite character because she's the only one with any kind of semblance of, of common sense. <laughs> Your you mother ate maybe. my dog! <laughs> Not all of it. Your mother ate my dog! Not all of it. <laughs> Pulls the dog's tail out of his mother's mouth. Um, <laughs> Timothy Baum is the guy who plays Lionel. Oh. Um, he has this just really good, like, oh, shucks, like, frumpy, sort of sad sack part to him that, like, he doesn't become so pathetic that you hate him, at least in my opinion. Mm. He's just a completely, as you said, broken person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's and, um, broke. 
what's funny is that you think by the time Paquita's like, oh, well, you know, this guy's weird. He's not what I was hoping. I'll go back to the milkman. <laughs> then the milkman, all he wants to do is talk about his football career. Rugby or something. <laughs> so he's just in it for himself. Yeah. And as fucked up as Lionel is, at least she knows that, you know, Lionel did like her for her. So that's what I meant when I, excuse me, when I told you that there's kind of a cute love story underneath all of the, uh, all of the organs and pus and... Sure. <laughs> by <laughs> nastiness. If by cute you mean Lionel is deranged and Paquita's <laughs> so goddamn horny for him, she can't see past that derangement. But he finally, you know, he gets he gets the gumption. He, he finally becomes the hero. He saves the day because there is a dramatic through line with Lionel. We get flashes of people drowning and he, he has nightmares of flashes of people drowning. Mm -hmm. He thinks that, you know, uh, you know, his, his father tragically drowned. We learn during the climax that his father was caught cheating on his mother with a mistress and his mother drowned them both and hid the body for some reason of the mistress in the attic. So yeah, like <laughs> he, <laughs> he, <laughs> His mother lied to him this whole time. She murdered his father. It becomes kind of this like really weird Oedipus like thing during the final boss battle with, with the mother who turns into this giant. She kind of starts looking like the rat monkey a little bit. Oh, my God. She's, 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 she's disgusting. Giant, she gets like giant, disgusting rat monkey idol, fertility idol looking thing with a giant ass, huge ba baby mama milkers. Dummy thick, huge <laughs> Dummy thick. tits. This weird like horse shaped skull almost. It's with like skin peeling off it. She's grotesque. She's just grotesque. She's nasty. Yeah. There's this part. Absolute <laughs> dump the... truck of an ass though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isaac said he'd smash. He said he'd smash. <laughs> uh, the uh, the symbolism of the mother son dynamic comes to a head as she talks. By the way, she can still talk in this monstrous form. Like for some reason, you're always going to, you're always gonna be my boy. I'm always gonna be your mommy. Come to mommy, and her her womb opens up. She unbirths him. She unbursts him. Yes. She takes him into her womb again, and he has to physically rebirth himself by using the fucking star moon emblem that they've had the whole time to cut himself out and rebirth himself to cut himself from his monstrous mother's shackles once and for all. Forces on C-section. <laughs> yes. And that's when I said, this is how you know. That this is real cinema, pure cinema. <laughs> this, this is this is the thematic weight that you want from your horror films. <laughs> Don't tell me Dead Alive has nothing to say. <laughs> mothers Don't are you dare, mothers are awful, and you have to cut them out of your life or cut yourself out of them, out of their life, <laughs> quite literally. Isaac, yeah, did you like? Dead alive. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so certainly I did for a period of it. I don't know. I kind of said this at the beginning. And this is about just take on horror in general. I can appreciate something for the craftsmanship and creativity put into it and not enjoy it. Uh, with this mm -hmm. film in particular, I did enjoy it for a good probably half the film once I 
just accepted, yeah, this is like over the top absurd gore. And it, but the fact that it kept going and kept getting more and more gross, I don't like the sensation of being disgusted or afraid. This film succeeded in grossing me out at times, and I do not enjoy that feeling. So to say that I enjoyed it when it got to that point is like, I didn't. Like, <laughs> like it, it was gross, and I didn't like the gross. <laughs> But there was a lot of funny shit in here. The character work is very over-the-top insane and funny. The overall story of, like, this weird guy who's so obsessed with, like, pleasing his mother that even after she dies and is turned into a zombie, he's doing his best to make everything seem normal for her. All of that, I thought, was good, but it's just too gross for me <laughs> like i enjoyed watching it this one time and i enjoyed i laughed at it a lot but it's not something i'm gonna revisit often or maybe even again just because it's like <laughs> I, I don't like that feeling of being grossed out it's gross <laughs> honestly probably the best reaction i could have expected <laughs> And it's, this is what we do whenever we do horror is like you you show me this stuff and you're like, isn't it great art? And I'm like, yes, I fucking hated it. Thank don't you. Don't you love it? Don't you love the feeling that? No, I don't like being you? scared. I don't like being disgusted. <laughs> I don't like being disturbed. Those are bad feelings. What's what's funny to me is that I've read comments and I think Peter Jackson himself kind of said this. And like even some critics at the time that it's like, it's the gross out film that you can take people who don't like gross out films to. I'm like, huh, because a lot of people have the reaction of like, yeah, I don't really like gross stuff and horror and stuff like that. But it's so absurd that it didn't gross me out anymore because it just goes that over the top. And yeah, but it seems like it seems like that mechanism just didn't click for you. Well, it, it came full circles. The problem is that like, it, ah, it, OK, like there was a point where I managed to get past like, ew, this is gross and be like, OK, yeah, it's so over the top absurd that, yeah, it's it's funny now instead of being gross. But it kept getting higher and higher and higher <laughs> on the gross factor. Yes. Like, yes. it kept. We get a whole fucking rib cage ripped out of a man's chest. We get, like, a pile of sentient organs that chases him around and squishes and squelches. We get, like, this weird, grotesque mother monster with her sagging fat titties and her opening, <laughs> like, her womb, which opens like a maw and eats a man alive. Like, that's disgusting. I don't want to look at that shit. <laughs> and everywhere, any horror fan that's listening to this is like, yes, yes, exactly. That's why it's amazing. I, I get it. I get the artistry. I get the creativity. I don't like the feeling of being disgusted. Which, you know, that's just, that's, that's, yeah, that's just the barrier that some people, they have. As much as I wish I could break that barrier for you, I don't think I'm going to be able to. I'm sorry I'm not a masochist, Tyler. I'm sorry. I, it's, oh, no. I'm sorry don't I don't like breaking myself. <laughs> don't go with the masochism. <laughs> don't go with, with that nonsense. Listen, you get off on whatever you want to do to your psychology, but I don't. <laughs> it's not my kink. 
Don't start perpetuating the horror fans or the weird psychologically messed up people thing. I'm not We've saying you're weird. We've had to fight that our whole Listen, life. You get off to whatever you want to, my guy. I just stop saying get me. off, you fucking asshole. <laughs> stop saying the words get off. <laughs> whatever floats your dick boat, it's fine. I, I'm not judging. Prejudiced ass. <laughs> Oh boy, you prejudiced! Ass. I appreciate this film, and I enjoyed a good portion of it. That's all I could ask for. <laughs> and um, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, after we watched it last night, <laughs> there was a good 15 minutes where I felt kind of bad. Where I'm like, oh, did I push him too far? Like, I know we have fun with this, and he doesn't like it, and I and I get kind of a glee on exposing him to this kind of stuff. But like, did I go too far? Like, shouldn't I have not shown him this? I feel kind of bad. Like, <laughs> maybe I should tone it down. So, <laughs> my conscience was a little conflicted there. You did send after, me after we hung up. You sent me some puppy gifts. <laughs> yeah, I sent you some puppy puppy gifts. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, um, rest assured that nothing else I will ever show you in the future will be as yeah. That's the nice thing about <laughs> as gross to the goriest film. That's the nice thing about but, going but, there. But that's the thing. I, I can't promise you you won't be more disturbed because there's a difference between gross and disturbing. You know, uh, a movie without any blood really at all can be disturbing as hell. Astro, Astro. We shall see. So when we get to the mist, or when we get to Pin, Pin is, from what I recall, very bloodless, but it is disturbing. Oh boy! So and you're making me watch that one on my own self. So and fun. you're gonna watch that one alone. So um, <laughs> with all the lots on, cuddling a teddy bear, <laughs> probably my son. It's not. <laughs> I don't know if you'll need to do that. It's not a horror movie in the sense that, like, it's going to scare you so much as it's going to make you go, what the fuck? Everybody here is fuck, fucking weird and fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm you're, I'm really curious about what your alone watching that movie reaction is going to be. That'll be something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've got oh, much boy. more to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's legendary. Um, Peter Jackson said that he's been working on a 4K restoration for for a long time, and I really, really wish it would come out because I need it on my shelf as, as soon as possible. If you're interested in seeing another horror movie, from are we moving on to recommendations? Here we go. <laughs> no, just just you. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. It's it's it's, it's far more accessible mm-hmm. um, to audiences. Um, there's a little bit of grossness, but PG-13 grossness mostly, uh, called The Frighteners. It stars Michael J. Fox as a man who can see ghosts. He runs a grift where he uses his ghost friends to go and haunt people so they can call him for his services as an exorcist. There's this Grim Reaper character running around killing people and carving numbers into their foreheads, and him and his ghost friends have to stop it. It's a very, very fun movie. Very good movie. So, yes, uh, recommendation, I guess. The Frighteners by Peter Jackson. His first horror movie called Bad Taste. <laughs> Lo and behold, Bad Taste. Um, even, even more low budget than Dead Alive. Um, it's just about aliens who eat people. Just think of the gore in, De- in Dead Alive. That's what you get in Bad Taste, just not at that volume. Also fantastic. I don't even know why I'm doing recommendations for a movie that every horror fan knows. But if somehow you're like a horror newbie and has seen Dead Alive, but haven't seen like 
the Evil Dead movies by Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, that kind of feels kind of backwards, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> do we have any segments planned? You know, I tried to do review review, but honestly, it was kind of boring. I looked at the stuff on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got high reviews, like 87 or something for critics and like 84 for audience, or maybe that's backwards. Mid to high 80s for both. So the people who like this film like this film a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to look up Common Sense Media, but they don't even have this on there. So I was like, <laughs> well, fry their brains. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, no, I don't have any. I don't have any other segments unless you've got something you want to. Is it horny? Yes. I, the end. I, is dead alive horny? Oh God, yes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Out. Out. Yeah, in <laughs> in multiple ways. Yeah. We um we had the privilege of, privilege of watching the uncut brain dead version which is free on youtube mm-hmm. at the moment i don't think it's officially free but it's there. <laughs> Just um, so you know i had never i had never seen the uncut version so i was wondering what we would see um it's not all just more gore there is some more gore but a lot of it's more just like scenes that are extended a bit more and stuff like that but there is a part that i don't remember being in the dead alive cut where the nurse and priest kind of reunite during the climax and like they're impaled on like a I think a broomstick mm-hmm. and <laughs> they start rumping and humping again yeah like with the broomstick kind of acting as like a visual of like a penis and I'm, <laughs> I'm like I don't recall that part so that's that's new so there's that <laughs> oh, boy so yeah you movie. saw more of the movie yeah this is new for you <laughs> on your first watch then <laughs> I got the full experience, baby. You're welcome for that. Oh, you ready to rate the damn thing and be done with it? Let's rate it. Okay. You want to go first? You want me? Uh, you go first. Okay. I'll give Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, uh, one out of two saggy monster mommy titties. <laughs> I will give Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, five moon cross amulets out of five Sumatran rat monkeys. Well, I don't understand whenever we do these ratings. You try and, like, do two different things. Your first I'm, unit is different than the second. I'm literally ripping off a YouTuber with mm. that. I'm literally ripping off somebody else's content Excellent. when I do that. Well, um, <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for us. <laughs> if you en- all right if you enjoyed this episode share it with your friends drop a like or a rating be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at tongue and geek that's at tongue and geek all one word thank you for listening and remember <laughs> don't throw your grotesque zombie baby in the trash or do it'll just it'll just crawl out it will. and try to kill you it again. will it's invincible <laughs> Oh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>